thanks for tuning in and listening it's let's see wednesday so the thursday to friday three days to go until world champs marathon um it's been a probably an interesting week which it would be anyway if you were at a world champs um there's a lot going on there's a lot going on outside of marathon running um you know salazar and and stuff like this and then there's a lot going on um with like the heat and um you know stuff like that um it's you know even if you've prepared and you've you've thought about the heat and you've you've gone to places to train for the heat and um there there's a real every climate and every atmosphere or maybe it's the same atmosphere maybe i'm wrong in saying that but every climate is um that little bit different um i remember after berlin last year i i i sort of swore and promised myself that i wouldn't go to a championship without um being in that environment for at least kind of like seven to ten days um essentially just getting used to um how it feels and and maybe even being able to do like a little bit of a session in that place and um it not be too close to the race that you can't really do anything because heat and air quality and all this here it's just different everywhere you go um so like i said there's been a lot going on um uh, my my own psychology and my own headspace i think it's been pretty good um i'll never I'll never like question like what I'm feeling like all the time um, and a lot of the time you know emotions come and go and um, something I find really interesting and probably quite relevant in a audiobook I was listening to recently and um, it talked about like how quick emotions can change or how quickly emotions can change sorry um, and picture the, the example it gave was um you know you're you're really upset with somebody you're really angry with someone and they've made you feel really vulnerable and um you know let, let's just say like everyone's been in this scenario you know it's like a first date type scenario and um you don't know much about this person and and you've been like texting loads and and you think that person's really excited to see you and um you've planned to meet and um you know with a couple of days to go before you're going to meet they just go really quiet um and and so all of a sudden you 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 get a little bit insecure and you get angry and you 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 feel a bit like cheated and things like this and you're you're all like you're all upset and and you really talk to yourself a lot and you question yourself and um it happens and it goes on and on and on and on and on and and you know maybe two days go past and at this point you might have even reached out to that person and and you know hey what's going on hey is everything okay like hey, you're an asshole, like, I can't believe you've just blah, 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 you know, like, th- these things happen, and, um, anyway, um, you, you get to, like, the day that you're supposed to meet up, and there's still no response, and goodness knows what actions you've taken at this point, um, and all of a sudden, that person messages and says something along the lines of, hey, sorry, um, you know, I was, I was working, maybe abroad, whatever, like, uh, any, anything can happen in life, and, um, Anyway, all of a sudden, a little smile comes on your face and you're like, oh, like life's wonderful. Can't wait to see this person that night, you know, and and that's how quickly um, emotions can change 
even the most extreme emotions. So some of the pain and some of the suffering that can go on in your own head in that little interim period um, might have been really strong and might have been really, really sensitive and, and really made you feel not in a very good way. But then all of a sudden, you know, that little text message comes in or um, everything's still good for tonight. And, and you know, you're, you're like big smile on your face. You're super happy. And, and so like listening to that, um, it's, it's kind of relevant to running because like, you know, you know, you're at a championship and it can get really boring. And um, like if I, if I walked you through my days over the last, like I got here Saturday and um, it's been a really boring time. It's, it's a real skill and an art in itself to be able to go to a championship um, or even a big city marathon or anything like that, like early enough um, and be okay with just <clears throat> not really doing anything. Um, you can kind of still go about your daily routines and stuff and, you know, you can do a little bit of training and but you're tapering and um, it's just, it's a difficult time. Um, you put in time you just like what I what I've been doing is like first couple of days I just kind of rolled the dice and just went with it and I decided to train a little bit more than I usually would um mainly just because the tooth problem last week and um I wanted to get I didn't fly to Doha to to not run outside and I flew here to get some exposure outside and that was kind of like rolling the dice, like taking a chance that by running outside early enough in the week that I would get some kind of small advantage. Um, not necessarily an advantage on the field, but an advantage just within my own preparation. Um, so first couple of days, I kind of did that. And last two days, I've been starting to like shift that body clock to like a later time. I think that became important. I didn't realize how important until, you know, it got to like 5 or 6 o'clock yesterday p.m. And, and I was tired. Um, I, I had moved my, my bigger run of the day to the evening. I did like four miles on the treadmill in the morning. And um, I moved my bigger run of the day to the evening. And, um, yeah, it, I got to like 5, 6 o'clock. And I was starting to yawn and stuff. So non, not planned. I actually just took a nap. Um, I went to sleep at like maybe like 6.30 um, and I think I woke up at maybe like 8 o'clock um, and then I had a coffee and at 9.30 I went and did my run um, I had the Irish physio cycle with me and we practiced some drinks and I did about 8 miles. Um, I'm probably going to do similar tonight, just a bit shorter. It's kind of like my, my running now will be like probably like 7 miles tonight and probably like six six tomorrow um and then like four on friday um and then maybe i'll do like two or three miles at some point on the day on saturday like during the day i haven't i haven't really decided it's such a weird time of night to be running that it's not something i've really kind of like i'm just gonna see how i feel on the day like um it's 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 mixed it's a real mixed bag and that's where my emotions have been all week and like my feelings about this race because um on one hand like this is what I prepared for and you know I went to Louisiana and and I did um preparation there and I did my preparation in Flagstaff and um you know if I if I wrote a list of the things I did to prepare for a hot and humid race like 
it's a pretty big list, um, including gym memberships where I could get saunas, and you know, it, it, it's a strong list, and it's a, it's, it will definitely stand by me, all the little things, like they, they definitely add up, um, but I also cannot explain how different it is here, um, it, it's, it's just really different. Um, I, and, and it's hard for me to understand because like I do a lot of running and I, I do a lot of running with like a heart rate monitor on, for example, and, um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I, I cannot explain it. Um, I, I I'm going to try, I'm going to try find an example. Like, you know, I, I, my run last night, um, I, I, I don't think GPS is like the most accurate thing in the world here because we're like right in the city and you start in the city with like whatever, like shady GPS. And, um, but it, I'd imagine I'm running around like 6.45 pace and something like that. And I've just never experienced it before, but like getting out the door, you know, your heart rate's sitting at like 130, which is really normal for me. Um, but like already in the second mile, it will have jumped 20 beats per minute. Now that is, I can tell you that that is outrageous. Um, I've never seen that. And then it actually jumps about another 10 beats. So like there's this like 30 beat shift. Usually on a run, it'll bounce like maybe like seven, seven to 10 beats. So if you go out the door and you wear a heart rate monitor, there's this thing called the Bohr shift that I've probably talked about on this before. It's like a shift in curve whereby like your heart rate eventually catches up with like the effort you're putting in and it'll have shifted up in that direction. Um, usually it's like seven to 10 beats. So, you know, if you're doing a long run and in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, your heart rate's 140, I'd expect your heart rate to be at that same speed and that same effort. By the end of that run, it'll be 150. It's just a 10 beat shift. It just happens. It just exists. Like see it as gospel. Um, 30 beats, <laughs> you know, I ain't never seen that before, um, I, the, the big surprise to me is like, you know, you're, you're running mile two at seven minute per mile pace, and you know, your heart rate's already 150, and like, 150 for me, you're really looking at like, you know, on a good day, um, on a good day at altitude, I'm going to be running at six minute mile and at 150, um, or under, six minute mile pace or under, um, on a good day at sea level at 150, I could be running 540. Um, you know, and I'm running like seven minute mile in here, and and it's and it's up there already by like mile two. That's the part of it that is that is with outrageous. I can't, I really cannot get my head around that. Like I, like I'm talking about here, but um, I'm trying to find. I just wanted out of curiosity while I was on the podcast to find a run and um, potentially that I did when I was in Lake Charles um a couple of days into like maybe one of the Lake Charles trips and just just sort of see for comparison um uh, maybe what was happening um on those kind of runs and maybe where you know where the heart rate was going um so I've got a similar length of run here um let's see double day no 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 2400s right let's not look at any of those that was the session days um let's have a look at this run for example 7 miles um, 6.57 pace, similar to here in Doha, uh, mile 1, 136, mile 2, 129, mile 3, 130 heart rate, mile 4, 131 heart rate, mile 5, 132, there's a real stability 
to that heart rate that was at 8:57 a.m so i can only imagine that that was pretty warm that morning um if i look at and that was a session um there's a 10 mile run that i did um you know, you're looking at the heart rate, 129, 132, 134, 136, 139, 144. It does go up to 150 towards the end of the run, and 146, 148, but also the speed increases down to like 630 per mile. Um, so yeah, sir, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, some of that was for my own peace of mind reading that. Um, yeah, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. And obviously, I, I, I do think that was always going to be the case. Um, I I do think there was a purpose to going to Louisiana, and um, even it was even if it was just to get over the shock of how it feels running in the humidity, like the stickiness and the you know your your clothes are soaking and things like that. Um, my heart rate last night, one thirty two for the first mile, one forty eight for the second mile, one fifty five, one fifty three, one fifty five, one fifty nine, one fifty nine, one sixty three. Um, you know, that's a, it, like I said, it's a 30 beat increase from mile one and there isn't really any change in pace. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really, <sighs> it's really difficult to like be enthusiastic. Um, maybe that's wrong to say and that's maybe not the case. I ran on the treadmill yesterday morning and instead of running at like seven minute mile pace, I was probably running at six minute mile pace, and uh, my heart rate was like one thirty five or something, <laughs> you know, in, on the in the AC and indoors, and and so the fitness is really good. Um, I'm just curious to I'm actually curious to see today and tomorrow um, if the if the heart rate comes down at all, if there's a little like call it a little acclimation process and um like reacclimating the humid and heat and um like yesterday was only like day three or four being here and um so there there isn't a huge amount of pressure just yet but I just don't know what it means guys is what I'm what I'm sort of telling you because um I, I've not seen that sort of drift before um and you know I I I run a marathon at like 170 to 180 heart rate and if I'm sitting at 160, at like by like mile seven on an easy run, and it leaves me like 20 beats, you know I don't, I don't know that I can speed up by more than a minute a mile for 20 beats. You know, like it's 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 tough for me to kind of get my head around that because um, if I went and did a run at home. And you know, I was my my heart rate was one fifty, and I was running like five forty per mile pace. Um, I could kind of see that with those final twenty beats, I could get that down thirty forty seconds and and move closer to five minute miling. But um, but here, think about it. Here is not not it's not as it's not as like con- conversional or whatever. I don't know what the word would be. There's no conversion because um, you know you you lose thirty beats just by continuing the same speed for an hour um so like that extra 20 it it might only be like having an extra 10 at home because like per more effort that you put in it spikes you know it doesn't it's not you know at home i would go 540 pace 150 535 pace 154 530 pace 158 you know what i mean it would be like it would be smooth 
Whereas here, it's just very difficult to keep that heart rate under control. And, and, and okay, so the argument would be that don't pay attention to the heart rate, and I won't, but heart rate is directly proportional to how many grams of carbs you're burning per hour. Um, so you might be able to average a higher heart rate for the complete marathon than you've ever done before. But with that comes more carbs. You're just burning more carbohydrates. Like the higher your heart rate, the more carbohydrates you burn. Um, so it's, it's, it is, um, it's confusing. Um, I also did a run, not that it's relevant, but I did a run earlier in the day, uh, Monday morning, eight mile run. By the end of the run, I was running 630 to 640 per mile, my watch told me. Um, my heart rate was 180. Fucking 180. Like, I, I finished the run and I was, a, I was, I was shocked. I was like, I don't, I don't quite understand. And you know, I'm wearing my strap and it got to like 20, 30 minutes after the run. And, and I'm stood in the shower, in a cold shower. I stood in it for 15 minutes and I still kept the watch on and I still kept the heart rate strap on. And my heart rate was still about 145 beats per minute to the point that I didn't fucking believe it. So because I live at altitude, I have a pulse oxometer and I get out of the shower, dry my finger, put the pulse oxometer on and it's just telling me the exact same, I'm like 141, 142. And I'm just like... I don't understand, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, like, I'm, yeah, it's, sorry, I know I'm confusing, and I don't get it, I don't, I, I've never experienced anything like it, um, so, yeah, like, there's an apprehension, there's a nervousness, there's a, um, there's a real concern, um, but it's okay, like, I, I, you know, you guys heard me talk before Houston Marathon, and there was concerns, and, there was real talk, like there was real talk about the conditions, and um, you know, if I if I hadn't prepared and I didn't think I was prepared, um, you know, I wouldn't have done Houston. It's the same as here. If I didn't think for whatever reason, like I felt prepared or that um, I hadn't prepared, well, I I wouldn't fucking do it. It looks like it's going to be a tough night for a run. Um, it says at 9 p.m. it's going to be 90 Fahrenheit, but it's going to feel like 102 Fahrenheit. And the dew point is 77. 77's pretty high. Um, so, yeah, um, very, very interesting. Um, very, 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 very interesting place to come and run and, um, you know, prepare for a world champs. Um just nothing like I probably thought it was going to be, um, but like it is what it is, you know, you have to like adapt and, um, you know, try to be as positive as you sort of like possibly can and um, the, the projected weather for um, for Saturday night is actually the, the best it's going to be all week, um, don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it, it's suggesting that it's going to be, um, 86 Fahrenheit, um, and I think like 60% humidity instead of 70 or something like that. Um, the reason I say, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing is because, um, I don't, I don't know if I'd have preferred it being really tough, which makes it like this opportunity that you can run really conservative and, 
you know, if you finish, you, you could see yourself finishing quite highly. Um, or if like I see it just as for my health and my body and my own experience at World Champs that I'd maybe rather it just be slightly favorable conditions. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, super nervous. Um, I, I think I've handled the week well so far. Um, you know, just keep myself to myself, sleeping really well. Um, got over the travel really quickly and, and that was always going to be the case when you you know you upgrade yourself and you you, you pay for that I paid for that myself um, but yeah like I, I'm here and um, it, it's it's thrown around all different kind of emotions this week you know the first couple of days of the week it was very it was very much along the lines of I, I don't know if this is why I do this like you know I, I watched Berlin and I seen these guys run super quick and I thought to myself, like, you know, is this why I do it? Like, all this hard work and all this investment, I wouldn't want to... Honestly, each trip to Louisiana probably cost a £1,000, and I did two of them. Um, upgrading my flight cost a £1,000. You know, I, I wouldn't want to calculate the investment that has gone into, like, the likes of this World Champs. It, it would probably be quite frightening. Um, and I think to myself, like, is this, is this why I do it? Um, you know, is this like, do I do it to come to a place like Doha, Qatar and, um, you know, run the risk of, you know, you run the risk of your body just can't do it. Um, I don't think that's the case for my body. Um, but you know, I, I, I think in logic. So people that think non-logical, if their emotions are, are being negative, then generally speaking, they're probably not going to try hard in the race or not going to but that's not how I operate I just speak real truth and then like potentially try to defeat science um, or, or like even defeat my own negativity um but this is like this is mad you know there's the there's a very high likelihood that a lot of the people here have made the same investment including myself and you know for whatever reason your your body just no matter what speed you run, might not be able to run 26 miles. In Sorry, I my whereabouts alarm went off there, and I actually then thought I lost the whole podcast, but it looks like I didn't. But yeah, look, there's a there's a high likelihood with some people, and, and I don't think it's myself because Louisiana went okay, but like I said, don't I can't compare here to Louisiana because... In Louisiana, my heart rate never really went above 145 to 50 on easy days, and you know, that's at the end of like 10 mile runs, 12 mile runs. Um, like I said, you're, you're looking at it being 150 after a mile here or two mile, um, which is fucking outrageous and scares me. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a high likelihood that, you know, you fly 50 people to Doha and, and you give them, you know, whatever cooling strategies, drinks, let them run at whatever speed they want. And, there's a high likelihood that only 30 of those 50 even finish. Um, you know, if uh, I, I don't know what the percentage is if you haven't done any heat stuff. Um, and that's that's frightening. Um, not frightening in like, like, I'm not scared for my own health or well-being or like death or anything like this. Not at all. But I just mean it's frightening as in like, are we really doing this? Like, you know, we're going we're gonna to do this. Like, it's real. <laughs> um so yeah, absolutely nuts. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know what to take from it all yet. 
um, usually what happens, and, and you guys probably noticed this before Houston, if you, if you guys tuned in and listened, is it gets to probably like 24 hours to go, 48 hours to go, and, and I, you know, there's no more time for complaining, and there's no more time for worrying, it's just like, it's time, you know, fucking zone in, and um, I'm open-minded, like I, I, I am, <laughs> once I, once I commit, and once I'm on the line, and and you know, right, this is happening, then it's it's all to play for. It's um I, I just kinda wish not that I wish, but yeah, I kinda wish I was like I wish the men were on the first day. Um I think that was the real opportunity. Like I think I had I already had really good ideas about cooling strategies and I already had really good ideas about like what pace to run and and you know, I'd already put it in my notes to to maybe run like two twenty six, two twenty eight, something like that and, and that, that could have been really competitive and um and I, and I think it would have been on that first night um mainly because nobody would have known yet um everybody had ideas about going slower but not many people had ideas about cooling not many people had ideas about going as much slower as we thought um or as I thought personally because of like research I'd done um whether or not now people will have um done research and and done some maths on some of the other events that have already existed and be far better prepared for Saturday um whether or not that hinders my chances because you know if 20 people that otherwise would have went too quick are now a lot more sensible well you know that could be 20 of the 48 people that on paper are ranked higher than me um and and there's just nothing I can really do about that um all I can do is run my race and um, and just see how it goes. Like I said, 20 of those 48 on their best day just might not handle heat and humidity um, that well. Um, maybe they didn't do a heat camp. Maybe they're injured. Maybe they still, even with the knowledge of the other events, maybe they'll still just go too hard. Um, I genuinely believe if you finish and run inside... Um, 230 I think you're going to be top 30 um I think there's no doubt about that um I obviously I I I really thought there was a sniff at top 10 um but when I tell you that three Ethiopians have ran under 204 or 205 um you know you make no mistake you cannot start fucking dreaming about being top 10 until it happens um it's it's you know you're if you're 48th on paper you shouldn't even be talking about top 10 um you should be you should be talking about like top 30 like i just said um and then if if things if things happen to play out differently they they play out differently um when when you want to start talking about top 10 it's a bit like um going into work tomorrow and you are um an assistant to your boss's assistant and you know sorry you're an assistant to your boss and then your boss is the assistant to the next boss and then there's the owner of the company and you're walking into work that day thinking you're going to take over the company you know there's there's uh, call it a pipe dream call it like um <laughs> like delusional whatever like you know it's it's and I, i'm not being negative here like can we fucking clarify this like 
but when you're when you're ranked forty eighth on paper, you need to understand where your pecking order is, and if you don't, it fucks your race up because you know all of a sudden when you find yourself maybe sixtieth or seventieth, you start thinking, oh my god, I need to pass sixty people. Um, whereas if you start thinking realistically, it's a lot easier to get inside the top fifty which puts you round about where you're supposed to finish. And then what happens is, as you start picking people off, it's becoming a really good day. Rather than, oh my God, I'm 40th and I still need to pass 30 people. And 30 of these people have broke 2 hours, 11 minutes for a marathon. Um, so that's something worth, like, uh, it's something I've had to do this week is really, like, tailor back, like, my thought process and, and how I visualize the race and, and how I sort of see it playing out. Um do, do I think it's possible to come top 10? I don't know. None of us know. And if you message me and say that I can't, I'll probably get pissed off. Because um, we just don't know, guys. Like, there's always a possibility. Um, I mean, there's a possibility to win. It might not be a high possibility, but it exists. Um, and yeah, like, you think I'm the only person that's done some maths about maybe what splits to run and everybody's doing that now you think i'm the only person with a cooling strategy in place everybody's doing that now um you'd hope that often what happens at a world champs and i've spoke to other people about this but 25 to 30 percent of the field don't stand on a start line healthy um 25 to 30 percent are just better than you no matter what you do um and 25 to 30 percent might not have done much heat stuff and might not handle the heat that well and doing the maths that can put you 30th if all the people that are better than you beat you. But then, of course, I think in Doha, there's an opportunity that some of them just might not handle it the way they thought they would. Um, and, and so, yeah, there's a chance. Um, but to, to come top 10 in the world, never start underestimating how, how difficult that is. Um, like with the women's race, for example, like... You know, 10 minutes separated the top 10. That's very rare. Very, 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 very fucking rare. But don't see it as it, it being weak. See it as that's how difficult this fucking race is. Um, you know, Charlotte Perdue, who ran 68 minutes at um, Great North Run, she didn't make it past 10 mile. Charlie is a fucking really tough cookie. That's a really, really tough girl. Um, anyone that did the big half last year and thought it was windy, Charlie killed it. You know, Charlie went to Kenya for World Cross Country and killed it. And it was roasting hot. And Charlie's a really, really tough athlete. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't lack of toughness. It was just how difficult this place is. Um, so, yeah, I think it's um, pace and strategy and putting cooling things in place and, and probably just running with an open mind and um, I think if you take care of a lot of the little things and focus on the small things then you can come away with a result that on paper might place you higher than potentially you would have placed in a world championship that um, was a perfect flat run race in the likes of Berlin or the likes of Frankfurt and um, and actually maybe that's why you you have to remember maybe that's why you're here um it, it's always maybe i made the mistake in 2016 and um, just a second maybe i made the mistake in 2016 of putting too big an emphasis on the olympics um and what i mean by that is just you know i i put all my eggs into one basket and thought 
like there was a European Champs half marathon that year, um, and I really believe I was so fit in the build-up to trying to run London Marathon that I could have ran a 64 or a 63 minutes um, in the build-up um, for a half marathon. And and I remember Nick Badeau at the time saying, no, let's just focus on London and, um, you know, we'll, we'll really try for these Olympics. And so if you went into this Saturday and <clears throat> or Sunday morning and, you know, you, you basically decided the only outcome that was valuable was coming top 10 and, and making the Olympics, well, you know, you, you're really setting the bar high there and, and maybe you're not living in the present of here we are at a world championships where there's an opportunity to, to place pretty high with a solid day. Um, if you have a great day, then there's an even bigger opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where I want to put my psychology. I'm just trying to figure out um, how I tackle this mentally, physically, everything. Um, taking care of all the little things. Um, like I said, I think I've done a really good job of staying hydrated and staying calm in the hotel and um, not letting things get too far ahead of me or not getting too nervous or not. Yes, I was freaking out a bit at the start of the week and yes, there's there's been emotions high and emotional lows and, and God, at one point I was... You know, I was I was really tempted to just pull the plug, and um, I think that says a lot about where where some of the runs in that heat really took me. Um, and I'd come back to the hotel, and I'd sit, and I'd be like, just shocked, just like really confused and really shocked at how difficult it is, and and how it just is so different than anything I've ever done before. Even though I lived in Louisiana and and went and trained there, you know, not not that many weeks ago. Um, but I've just never seen that this sort of shift that my heart rate's doing. And um, it's something I actually must message the physiologist about at home. But I don't know if it's precedented, you know. I don't know if anyone's really experienced this. So um, it would actually be interesting if any of the girls, um, the women that ran, you know, if they've wore heart rate monitors in the past and what sort of like, what sort of averages were were occurring? You know, like if you know, if you used to average like one sixty five, like I don't know, in Doha, were you averaging one eighty? Is it like fifteen beats higher? And um, I, I wish I was smarter and understood like what it then does to your um, your glycogen burning, your glycogen stores. Um, if if you are operating at a higher heart rate, does that mean more glycogen? So you know, perhaps there's a limit to you know, if, if 30 beats of that heart rate is just trying to cool your body down, are you basically just losing 30 beats of heart rate? Because even though it's not helping you run faster, it's probably still using up glycogen and using up energy. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. Um, I, I don't know if it's directly proportional or if it's not. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'm at a world championships and um, I, I can promise you guys that in, in three days' time when I'm stood on that start line, there'll be nothing but focus on the plan at hand and the, the task that, that is coming as high up as I can at the World Champs. And I think if you simplify things, that's the way you've got to look at it. It's a World Championship. It's a race. You've got to get from A to B as quick as you can. And um, there's, uh, there's other little things that are going to happen on the course to help you do that, like cooling and drinking and um 
yeah, that's that's the that's the bare basics of what this is. Um, and and <laughs> you know, uh, like I talked about it, it is the first kind of opportunity since Houston to try to qualify for the Olympics, and I mean that's what the podcast is all about. So um, I don't think I won't remember that. You know, when I get the twenty miles and. Um, hopefully people around me are maybe starting to struggle a bit. Um, I think it'll. I think at that point I'll remember what this really means and you know what that top ten does secure you. But um, for now, I, I just think that's a daunting task. And for now, um, the goal needs to be slightly different than that, and it needs to be more like controllable and quantifiable or whatever. In that, like I just said, you know, get the get from A to B as quick as you can and that gives you the best possible chance of like coming the likes of top 10. Um, one thing I had in mind was, you know, maybe you're, maybe you should be running the first mile or two at a speed that you'd be happy being your slowest of the day. Um, and I don't know when it's, when it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit outside and, you know, humid and you're in a place like Doha where it's been soaring temperatures all day. Like if you were going to go do a 26 mile run or race, whatever one you want to call it, like what, what mile split would you be happy with being your slowest? Bearing in mind that we've all ran in really good conditions and probably ran a mile a minute slower than what our fastest mile of the day was, you know. We've all bonked in marathons in good conditions. So, yeah, who knows. All right, appreciate you guys listening. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty long one today. Um, thanks for tuning in.